So here we are, almost a year removed from Mickey Calloway's hiring. January 4th, 2018, we had him on the show. There was a blizzard in New York, so unfortunately he couldn't make it out here to the warehouse to record live in the studio. That was the plan, but, you know, the weather happened. You can't control Mother Nature. So thankfully our internet didn't crap out and Mickey joined us remotely from City Field. Uh, He was just hired. He was really excited to get the job and he was really optimistic about the year ahead. He couldn't have foreseen the 11-1 hot start, but unfortunately the Mets ended the year, as you know, 77-85. and Good for fourth in the NL East and 13 games back behind the Atlanta Braves. It's interesting now to look back and listen to his answers almost a year later. You guys know Brody Van Wagenen was just hired, BVW for short. And the coaching staff is getting shaken up. I don't know if you saw the news recently, but some guys have been reassigned and others aren't coming back. But Mickey's going to remain the skip and hopefully they can right this ship and get things back to where we all want them to be. So the GM meetings are just about to get started out there on the West Coast. And so far, BVW is saying all the right things to get fans on his side. I mean, I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid so far, but we'll see what actually happens come April. So without further ado, here's Mickey Calloway on the Season 2, Episode 2 edition of Orange and Blue Thing. Enjoy. Yeah, I really appreciate this. Uh, we were just watching some video of you guys at uh, spring training with all these uh, buckets that you guys consumed. So <laughs> oh, geez. That was pretty good. Um, definitely after my interview, you know, I left with uh, a great feeling. I was super pumped. You know, I called everybody back home and uh, they could tell how excited I was about the people that just interviewed me. And, uh, you know, I knew right away that if they were going to offer me the job, I was going to take it because, you know, I could tell that we were definitely in line with uh, what we thought was essential in uh, creating a culture of winning. And uh, that really excited me. And, and the people in the room that interviewed me were, were very thoughtful, and I uh, really enjoyed the day with them. And then I got to sit down with uh, Fred, and, uh, you know, it was, was an amazing experience, and uh, I couldn't be happier. Is to make sure that you're prepared on every decision you make. And uh, if you've done your prep work and, and you're doing everything that you can to prepare to go out there to make those important decisions every night, then you're going to be prepared to explain those decisions after to the media. And, uh, you know, that's what I plan on doing. If I, if I can't explain exactly why I made a move, um, then shame on me. So I'm going to go out there every day prepared to make the moves I'm going to make and and. Uh, answer for those after the game. We're going to have a process for everything we, we do. And, uh, you know, part of that process is going to be looking at the numbers. Part of the process is going to be using my coach's information, talking to the player. There's going to be 75 different reasons why we make a decision. And we're going to do it, uh, you know, in a way that uh, makes the most sense. So, uh, you know, I should be able to answer the, all those tough questions, uh, especially when the move doesn't work. Uh, you know, I think that uh, times have changed, and, and it's mainly because of the players have changed. You know, Billy Martin 
was an effective player manager back in the day because that's what those players responded to. You could get in their face, tell them what to do. They kind of just did what the coaches asked. Uh, Today's player has information at their fingertips. They're going to test everything that you give them. They're going to go look it up after the game. And so you have to make sure that you're prepared going in with whatever it is you're you're talking to, to these guys about. And you have to care about them. You know, they want somebody that uh, knows they're a person, that knows they're a player as well, and uh, that uh, you understand what a difficult job it is. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have high expectations. We have very high expectations of all these guys, and we're going to hold them accountable for the work that they do. So, uh, you know, it's a a good balance of caring about the player, holding them accountable, and just – uh, showing them that you truly care about them. And when you care about someone, that doesn't mean you just let them do whatever they want. That's not caring about them. I mean, when you, you guys probably have kids and, and everybody has kids out there. If you just let your kid do whatever they wanted, that's not caring about them. You know, I'm not going to be a guy that uh, tries to please everybody. I'm going to hold everybody accountable for what they do. I'm going to care about them in a way that uh, makes them better. And they might not realize it at the time, but maybe 10 years down the road, they realize that uh, I was just trying to help them. So we're going to be honest with the guys and they're going to know, you know, when they get taken out of game, it's for these four or five reasons or 10 reasons. And it's not just, oh, you know what? We want to put so-and-so in because we think he's better. It's never about that. We're about winning the game and making sure that guys are facing the people they're supposed to face. You know, we're going to do a lot of different things, and I think that we're going to think outside the box. We're going to do research on things that are going to help. Um, Dave Island's going to bring stuff from Kansas City. We've got a couple of uh, staff members that came from Boston that uh, is going to give us some good insight on how to get players ready. Um, I am going to bring some things from the Cleveland Indians. We're going to research everything we can. We're we're hiring some new training staff that are going to be very essential in uh, implementing these things that we're going to do. And, uh, you know, it's, it's about getting guys ready. You know, testing them for, for hydration is just part of that. And it's something that needs to be done so we know that uh, they're hydrated. Uh, so we're, we're going to do our due diligence on everything we possibly can. We're going to make sure that the players understand why. And uh, we're going to make sure that everybody's healthy as they can be. It's kind of foolish to um, just assign an inning to somebody, and then all of a sudden you got three lefties up, and you're pitching a right-hander that doesn't match up very good against those uh, three lefties that are coming up, and you got Jerry Blevins sitting there uh, in their bullpen. So uh, we're going to make sure the guys are facing the right guys. Look, guys like. Familia are going to end up with the most saves because they're one of the better pitchers in your bullpen. Mm-hmm. It's going to end up working out where he probably has the most saves. But we have to get to that save to begin with. And if it means pitching him in the seventh so we have a save later on in the game, we'll do it. The good thing about a guy like Familia is he can go multiple innings. So you might see him come in you know, in the middle of the eighth and go back out and save the game in the ninth. So uh, we, we have a lot of flexibility. We have four really good back end of the bullpen guys, and then you mix in all those other guys that we're going to have, the optionable relievers. We're going to even have the luxury of probably putting one of our starters in the bullpen to help us out because we have such great depth in our starting rotation. 
and uh, that will help as well. So I'm really excited about the way we're going. And uh, first and foremost, you have to have guys that are willing to go out there and pitch any inning, let check their ego at the door, and do whatever it takes to win. Hey, Mickey, this is Troy from Jersey. I was wondering if things don't go well with Harvey over the first half of the season, if you're going to be willing to work with him to come out of the out of the pen as a reliever and reinvent his career, kind of like Isringhausen did. You know, I think that uh, no matter who the pitcher is, you want to set him up for success. You know, like we said before, and, and I've said this over and over, we're going to make sure that guys face who they should face and put them in situations where they can succeed. So, uh, you know, not just Matt Harvey, but anybody. You know, if, if that's the case, we'll do whatever it takes to make sure that we have the best team we possibly can. Hi, guys, including Mickey. This is Chris from Long oh, Island. Yeah. Uh, quick question. What yeah. do you think someone would have to do in spring training to impress you enough to take somebody's spot on the roster? Oh, that's a great question. I think that's uh, something uh, that happens every spring training. There's going to be someone uh, that no one's ever heard of, and he's going to hit nine home runs in spring yeah. training, and it's going to be like, oh, my gosh, this guy deserves a spot. I think you can't ever – um, forget what guys have done in the past. And, uh, you know, I'm obviously want guys to have success in spring training, but I want guys to improve on the things they need to improve on. And that's what we're going to be paying more attention to, you know, is this guy doing what it takes to get on base, you know, spring training can be a little bit of a different animal. You know, this guy that has a, such a great spring training might for some reason, you know, be playing in the sixth and seventh inning, you know, early in spring training against uh, a ball pitchers yep. that are, they're pitching and uh, you know, kind of reaping the, the benefits of that. So we're going to, have goals for each player in spring training and see how they get better at those goals. Whether, Hey, this guy needs to cut down on his swing and miss and chasing the ball. How's he doing at that? That's what's going to matter to us. And I want guys that work, you know, I'm going to pay attention to the routines, the way they're going about their business on a daily basis. And if you get those type guys with grit that have work ethic and are doing the right things on a daily basis, then you know that when the season is over, they're going to have done everything they possibly can and their numbers are going to be better than everybody else's so uh, that's what we're looking for hey guys dan in chicago really cool that you could have the new mets manager on and excited that we can hear from him uh, on the show for the fans by the fans and what i want to know as a fan is uh mickey what were some of your experiences growing up that that really caught the love of baseball for you was it going for game going to games eating hot dogs playing ball you know some of those things that us fans can really understand i'm really interested to hear and Excited to have you uh, on board for 2018. Let's go, Matt. Well, my dad named me after Mickey Mantle, so uh, I guess I had to like baseball. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, no, I just love baseball from the get-go. The first time, uh, you know, I picked up anything, I threw it. First time I picked up any kind of bat, you know, I swung it. Um, I just always loved the game, and I, and I played it from a very young age, and uh, you know, had a little bit of talent at it. So uh, it, it came, uh, it was fun for me. And came easy for me when I was little. Now, when you get to the big leagues, nothing's easy. So I was terrible. But, uh, you know, I always loved the game. I had a passion for it from the get-go. And I'm always going to stay in this game because it's, it's the best game in the world. We appreciate uh, all your guys' support. And uh, the way that uh, you guys marched down the street in San Diego and they had to stop traffic was awesome. <laughs> so we'll keep that up and make sure that happens in St. Louis. Thanks, awesome. Mickey. First run buckets on me down in Florida, dude. Sounds good.